Welcome to Taiwan Talk with me, Sheree Felice. For this week's segment, we will be speaking to Connie Chang. Connie is the co-founder and director of the Taiwan SPCA, also known as the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. I'll let Connie take it from here and explain the steps she's taking to improve the lives of our furry friends. SPCA stands for Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, and basically what we do in Taiwan is we try to help out animals. At the SPCA, we have different departments doing different types of work. For example, we do humane animal welfare education in schools, and we also have our own curriculum that we're trying to push into schools as well. And we also do campaigning, lobbying the government for better laws to protect animals, and we also do animal. Animal cruelty investigations. So, if anybody comes upon an animal that needs help or is being abused or neglected by their owners, they can report the case to us, and then our inspectors will actually go on site and try to collect evidence and work with the government as well to try to help these animals. We don't have a shelter in Taiwan, but we still do animal rehoming. So, we rely on our fosters and some of our adoption corner partners to try to help rehome these animals. That we do rescue. What is the current status of animal rights in Taiwan? How are animals being treated? Is the government doing anything to protect them? I would say that the animal welfare movement in Taiwan is really progressing. We started the organization ten years ago, and from you know just within these ten years, I've noticed a lot of progress. And in terms of, for example, government authorities are actually really trying to do their job, and you know trying to talk with these different animal NGOs and to figure out what the problem is and how we can change things through legislation and through regulation. Regulations, and for the public, I mean, I've noticed a lot of、uh, more people being more interested. I always say in animal welfare issues. So we have a lot of young supporters. Just our fan page is growing, you know, tremendously in the last ten years, and I feel that our support base has grown quite a lot within these ten years. So you know, every time we hold an event or we have an issue that we want the public to be aware about, I. Um, the feedback has been really great, so I think yeah, a lot of more Taiwanese people are beginning to care more and more about animals and not just dogs and cats. Like before, we had a campaign to try to ban cosmetics animal testing, and yeah, and that that was really successful. Although it took us two years to actually push through new legislation. But the support that we got throughout, you know, the campaign really surprised me. A lot of people at first didn't know what the issue was about, but you know, after campaigning and letting the, you know, raising public awareness, the feedback we got was really was really great. So, is it now illegal to test cosmetics on animals? Yes, starting I believe it's November of this year. So、uh, we pushed the law through in 2015. So beginning at the end of the year, the act is going to be enacted. So basically, starting from the end of the year onwards, it's going to be illegal to test cosmetics on animals within Taiwan. Wow.、Yeah. Okay. You said how the SPCA goes to investigate animal cruelty allegations.、Yeah. What would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you face doing these investigations? Well, during these investigations, we have to follow. 
the Animal Protection Act. So even as an NGO, you know, if the current legislation doesn't, for example, doesn't ban a certain behavior or is there are loopholes in the laws, then when we go on site, there is sometimes、um, a limit to what we can do. So I mean, that's why we have a lobbying department. So during our cases, we notice these loopholes or you know things in the law that should be improved. Then we go back to our lobbying department and we we try to figure out, okay, how can we push through better legislation to help these animals? So when we do go on site, and sometimes the law doesn't allow us to do anything. Else, we would spend the time to try to educate these owners. I mean, even though they're not breaking the law specifically, but doesn't mean that the animal is being treated. The best way that you know it could be treated. Could you give me an example of this? For example, a lot of our cases involve long-term caging of animals.、Okay. So, for example, an owner has a dog or cat, and a lot of times they're being kept in cages or locked up, you know, in front of a, a warehouse or in front of their homes. Even though the law says you must provide the animal sufficient. Out of cage exercise time,、yeah. it doesn't specify what the sufficient amount of time is. I see. Right, so we don't have a period of time that we, you know, that is set by law that we can go and say, hey, you know, by law, for example, you have to take your animal out every twenty four hours. We don't have that,、yeah. right? So we can only try to educate and say, well, you know, all animals need exercise and they should not be long term caged or chained、uh, to the side of your house.、Yes. Yeah. So, is this one of the issues that your lobbyists are working on now? Yes, it is something that we're trying to work on, trying to improve ownership responsibilities, and、um, not just lobbying. I mean, I, I think education is really important. I mean, you can have laws and you have the most strict laws, you know, but if the public doesn't know about it or doesn't、uh, obey the law, then you know other issues come up. That's true. Do most of your cases see pets, or is it? Also on farms, is it? You know, where are some other places that you, besides people's homes,、mm-hmm. that you would go to? Okay, so、um, the cases we deal with are basically animals that are owned. So it, right, so they could be pets,、um, but they could also be, for example, farm animals, or they could be animals in、um, exhibitions or in、uh, these leisure farms around the country. So in the past, we've dealt with cases at leisure farms that are open to the public. Where animals are being miscared for, and also in the past we've dealt with endangered animals that are being privately kept, right? So, such as what? Such as、um, sun bears and such as orangutans. Okay. These cases are reported to us. We take all the cases. We don't only say yes to you know cases involving dogs and cats. Yeah. So our cases, you know, in the past we've also dealt with. Uh, ostriches,、uh, raccoons, all sorts of animals. And are those animals illegal to own in Taiwan? Some endangered animals are actually being kept legally, and that is because before the Wildlife Protection Act was enacted in Taiwan,、mm-hmm. a lot of people in Taiwan actually bought these endangered animals off the streets for a really low price. Right. So after the Wildlife Protection Act was enacted.、Um, They were、uh, basically they had to、um, register with the government. I see. Right. When was the Animal Protection Act enacted? I believe it was 1989. The reason I ask is because 
I came to Taiwan when I was a teenager, yeah. and it was in the early 2000s. Yeah. And I noticed that it was the first time I'd ever been to night markets or anything. And when I was there, all of the night markets sold animals in cages. Every single one sold yeah. them. And some of them you could find, I mean, you probably couldn't find a sun bear, but I mean, a lot of them you could find exotic-looking animals. Mm-hmm. Now, coming back to Taiwan, I was actually quite happy but also surprised that ha- doesn't happen anymore right there's no animals in any of the night markets at least in taipei okay. the ones i've seen in taipei so yep. was the spca involved in that in getting rid of those that um, sale the pet sales at yeah. night markets um well we started we were founded 10 years ago so okay. i think a lot of um, work was done before that as well i see but in the years that we've been around we've have seen a lot of progress. For example, um, you don't see the dogs and cats being sold at night markets because now the sellers have to get licenses. So it could be before that they didn't need licenses so anyone could be selling on the streets. So the licensing of um, pet shops has become more strict. And recently, um, this year, they've revised the whole licensing process. So it's even more strict now. So if you wanted to sell dogs and cats, you have to apply for a license. But I have to say for um, other animals, for example, non-dogs and cats, for example, birds or fish or hamsters, you actually don't need a specific license for it. I see. Yeah, so it's something that still needs to be worked on. I see. Yeah. What would you say is the most abused animal in Taiwan as of now? That's a hard question. I would say that most people pay attention to dog and cat issues. Yeah. So you will see a lot more news, you know, about the abuse of stray animals or, you know, pet neglect, uh, stories like this. But, I mean, farm animals and wildlife, you know, endangered species, I would say these animals need more attention. They need more people to realize that actually there's a huge problem. For example, the, you know, the depletion of forests leading to more endangered animals. Of course. Right. Or, you know, farm animals, how they're treated in farms and before slaughter. Yeah. Um, I think these are all huge issues that um, there needs to be more public awareness on it. Mm. No, I, I I would say I completely agree. This is going to maybe date my age, but in 1996 when I came here, there were stray dogs everywhere, mm-hmm. uh, all over the streets. Taiwan was a very different place that long ago, but how were the streets able to be cleaned up so quick? Well, there are still stray animals now, mm-hmm. but I guess compared to before, there are less that you see on like the streets in Taipei, Mm, for example. But um, there are still stray animals and the population is still pretty large. Why you don't see as many as you did before is because the government before actually did a huge, what we call like a a street cleanup of these animals. And that is when they basically caught all the stray animals and started euthanizing them. Uh And this was years before. This was perhaps like 15, 20 years ago. Um, So that wouldn't happen again now? Because um, the public, you know, has been aware of these problems. So right now, the new legislation is basically... There can't be, you can't euthanize animals in public shelters unless uh, they have contagious diseases. I see. Right. But before, if the shelter got full, 
then the shelter staff, after 12 days, could decide whether or not they wanted to euthanize the animal in order to control the population. The population within the shelter. I see. Right, but the new legislation that was passed two years ago forbids that. So basically, there's another problem that arises. If you can't euthanize at the shelters, and then you still have these incoming animals, um, the problem is okay. So the shelters get full, but then you can't catch any more animals. Right. So then, if the government doesn't do a mass, for example, mass TNR program, which which is is basically TNR stands for trap, neuter, and release. Okay. So it's basically uh, neutering these street animals and then putting them back because. You know, if the shelters are full, there's nowhere else to put them. Yes. So it's a humane way of controlling the stray animal population is to neuter them. Okay. Right. So if the government doesn't do TNR on a massive scale, and then the public shelters are basically all full right now. Mm-hmm. There's over 30 public shelters in Taiwan, and most of them, to our knowledge, are at cap- capacity. So, you know, there comes a problem now is... How to deal with it, yeah. So actually, this is a good segue into uh, my next question. And it's a debate that I've been having with people for a really long time. In Taiwan, I see a lot of dogs and and cats not, not being neutered or spayed. And I was having a conversation with some people, and they were saying that when you do this to an animal, it's a common misconception that it's good for them because... A lot of people say, oh, can you imagine if you were neutered or you were spayed, your personality would be completely different. So what would you say about something like that? All vets do encourage people to neuter their pets. There are many reasons why. A lot of misconceptions, like you said, um, okay, if I neutered my dog, he's he's going to gain weight. Or have or personality changes. changes him, exactly. Yeah. But these are all misconceptions. But So we talk to our vets, and all vets, if you talk to them, they will encourage you to get your dog neutered. Also, because one of the th- major things is it prevents a lot of cancers that occur in animals um, during their later lives. Okay. Right? And, I mean, we've noticed a lot in our neutered animals that their behavior actually turns for the better. Because a lot of dogs are not neutered when they go in heat. Perhaps they try to go outside or, you know, they, they run away, you yeah. know. Um, so these behavioral issues can be solved with neutering. When I've mentioned these issues, oh, no, it actually improves their behavior. A lot of the arguments that I've heard in, in in return are, yeah, but that's natural. It's their natural behavior to want to go outside while they're in heat. It's their natural behavior to be a bit aggressive. So trying to control something for an owner's personal benefit is not ethical. But at the same time, I think you make valid points about uh, not wanting to have a large stray population in on the streets. Yeah. A lot of people would say, well, I, my dog stays indoors all the time. Yeah. And if I do take him or her out, they're always on the leash. So even if they're not neutered, they're not going to, you know, cause any problems. But, you know, you never know when if you're, when you t- take your dog outside and they get spooked, you know, or, you know, by cars or by, you know, during Chinese New Year's, there's a lot of firecrackers. And yeah. there are a lot of situations that the dog just gets scared and they run away. And then if the dog is not neutered, it adds to the problem of the stray population, you know. So even the government has realized this problem. So actually, by law, dog owners have to take their animal to be neutered. I see. How about cat yeah. owners? Um, cat owners, not yet. Not yes, yet. But okay. for dogs, you for do. For dogs, you must. You must. Okay. So, what are um, the consequences if you don't? 
well, there's a fine, but there is a loophole. Okay, what's the loophole? <laughs> so the loophole is、um, the law says you have to take your dog to get neutered, but if you choose not to, or if you're That says there's a health issue. Okay, which is understandable if you know there's a health issue. And you Wait, so it, your dog. I understand a health issue, but、mm-hmm. I heard you say if you choose not to. Right. So if I say, you know what, no, I don't want it. That's okay. Yes, that's okay, but you still have to register with the government, basically. So you have to fill out a form and telling the government, okay, what is your reason for not neutering your dog? And some might say, well,、um, I hope that in a few years. They can have puppies,、yeah. and the government. Some gov- some cities will accept it because、okay. um, in the law it doesn't really give them the right to say no、yeah. to these applications,、okay. right? But you know, a lot of times,、uh, for example, in Taipei or New Taipei City, the officials who have a better sense of animal welfare,、yeah. um, they will try to you know educate the owner and try to persuade them. Oh, you should just neuter your dog instead of. Applying for this、yeah. because it is better for the animal. I see. Yeah. Okay. What is an issue that maybe the SPCA sees a lot of, and you would like to educate the public on? I think, like I said before, majority of our cases deal with animals that are locked up. Okay. Yeah. I don't think this happens as much in the West.、Mm. They know that they should take the, your dog, the dog, for a walk. Yeah. They need exercise. You know, you need to play with your animal.、Yeah. You need to spend time with them. But a lot of people in Taiwan, especially the older generation, usually doesn't believe that the dog needs exercise. Or that they need to spend time with the、oh, animal. So they usually believe that as long as I provide food and water, as long、okay. as the animal doesn't die, <laughs> we get that a lot.、Like、a plant, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get that a lot. You know, as long as the animal doesn't die, are you saying that I'm I'm abusing it? And you know, and then so then we have to go back and try to educate these people. That no, that's a very backwards way of thinking of、yeah. you know pet ownership,、mm. um, a pet. Really needs more than just food and water. Of course, if someone wants to have a domestic animal, where do you suggest they go and get this? Well, if it's dogs and cats, you know there are many animals up for adoption at shelters, not just the government ones.、Um, a lot of the other NGOs also、uh, operate private shelters. Yeah.、Um, What are some names of some NGOs that people could go to if they want to adopt? Oh, there are so many animals. Taiwan, I guess, would be familiar with、mm-hmm. listeners. Other, you know, Taiwanese NGOs as well.、Okay. Um, a lot of actually non NGOs like private feeders or individuals of the public. A lot of individuals in Taiwan actually operate shelters, and、okay. they basically run it. Out of their po- own pockets. I see. Yeah, so there are many, many options. If you just do a Google search, you easy know, easy to find it. It'd be very easy to find. But what about the people who want kittens or puppies? You know, I, I've heard a lot of shelters. If you adopt, you end up adopting a older animal.、Mm-hmm. So how about people who are looking? Maybe to adopt, but really want to have a puppy or a kitten. What should they do? Yeah, that's a huge misconception. You know, people think that. Only older animals are, you know, that can can only be found in shelters. That's not true. A lot of the shelters have puppies. Okay. Yeah. So、um, sometimes these puppies are rescued from the streets. I see. Um. So from the unneutered, unspayed、um, animals on the streets,、mm. you know, they have puppies、yeah. that are sometimes brought into the shelters. Right. That would be open up for adoption. Okay. Yeah. Would you recommend going to breeders at all? I would encourage people to try to adopt. 
okay. before they think about buying an animal. Yeah. But、um, if you do insist <laughs> on a certain type of breed,、yeah. um, I would recommend going to you know licensed breeders or and of course licensed. Pet shops. I believe most of the breeding facilities in Taiwan are not open to the regular public. Okay. Yeah. So you will have to go to the pet shops, but of course, pet shops need licenses, and、okay. they need to、um, display their license in store where customers can see. Okay.、Um, but I would really encourage people to consider adoption instead. Instead. Yes. How about animals that aren't dogs and cats? If someone wants a bird or a hamster, are there adoption agencies for these animals? There actually are. So there's actually a、um, a rabbit rescue organization. Is there? Yeah. Okay. What is、um, that called? It's called 爱兔协会 Okay. Yeah. So people can adopt、um, rabbits that were abandoned, so they can go through them. And there are other organizations like、um, bird organizations that actually do adopt out birds that were rescued, okay, or abandoned by their owners. I mean, at the SPCA, we've adopted out guinea pigs. And birds. How about like reptiles, like snakes and stuff? I believe there is an organization that does that, but I, I can't remember the name right now. Okay. Yes, but you know, you would be surprised, like how many different <laughs> types of animals that you can、yeah. adopt that、yeah. you can get. So, so actually, this is a good thing to know. Even if you want a weird animal, there's probably an adoption agency open. Right. You can save an animal's life instead of right. Know, I would discourage people from. Trying to get an exotic pet from a pet store.、Um, What would you say is an exotic pet? Well, for example, raccoons or、so、squirrels. Okay. <laughs> that we, yeah, I've you know we've come upon cases where someone owned a raccoon. I didn't and, realize you could even buy those in in pet shops. Yeah, <laughs> you can. Okay. And they kept the raccoon basically in a small dog cage. Mm. For the majority of its life. Okay.、Um, but that raccoon was actually rescued by us. Oh wow! Yeah,、okay. and now he lives in a sanctuary in Pingdong. Okay. Yeah. So,、um, you know, most people can't provide sufficient space or care for these supposedly wild animals. I mean, I call them wild animals. Yeah. yeah. Well, they are wild animals, really. They、right. can't be domesticated.、Um, well, I mean, in the West, I know a lot of people keep raccoons. Um, Do they? I didn't yeah. think so. Yeah, if, I, I did a Google search and I was like, "Is this something that is common?" And supposedly, yeah, in the West, like in the U.S.,、um, people do keep raccoons.、Um, but you know, land and space is so much more. But I think, I mean, I would be very surprised if you could buy a raccoon from a pet shop, though. I think you would have to, if you kept a raccoon or a squirrel. I mean, you would have to like catch it in your,、okay. in your backyard. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, you know more than I, I would. I, think. I don't know, like you know, the details of you know of that in the U.S. But yeah, in Taiwan,、um, people could buy raccoons from、really? a pet. Yeah, so you can you can buy raccoons and squirrels and stuff. You can buy those at pet shops. Yes, I mean the law is you can't catch wild animals. Okay, okay, so you can't catch these wild animals and and then sell them. Okay, and that's the law. But the current pet stores, a lot of them would say. No, these weren't、um, captured from the wild. They were bred in captivity,、uh, right? So that's a、um, that's another problem. Like you know, how to catch these pet stores and trying to catch them to see if what they're saying is true. And that really comes down, you know, to the authorities.、Yeah. That's their job、yeah. to make sure that you know what they're saying is 
is in fact true and um, try to stop illegal behavior. But yeah, I mean, we've come across a lot of owners who kept raccoons and squirrels and all of their conditions, you know, they were kept in awful conditions in small spaces. So we try to, you know, discourage people from trying to get these exotic pets. Okay. Yeah. Where would you like to see animal rights in Taiwan in 10, 20 years? Right. Well, I would like to see the government um, as a, as well as the public paying more attention to other animal welfare issues regarding farm animals, wildlife, and animals in experiments, okay. as well as animals in entertainment. Okay. I think that is something that needs a lot of work on. Mm-hmm. So like I mentioned before, most people still only care about dogs and cats yeah. and pets in general. Okay. What are some things that the public can do or some of our listeners can do who are really passionate about animal rights? Well, if you want to support the SPCA, um, we are always looking for animal fosters. For example, if for an abuse case, sometimes we have to rescue the animals from their previous owners. So then they come into the SPCA, uh, we get their health um checkups all done and then we have to look for adopters but sometimes looking for a new adopter it takes a long period of time because the animals that we receive are usually from these neglect cases or abuse cases so many times they have um, at the start some behavioral issues for example some anxiety or um, some dogs don't really like men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. They, they're afraid of uh, men. It could be oh, because their owner was a male and okay. they used to beat them, yeah. for example. Um, so these animals do need a, a foster home, someone who's patient um, and understanding, and, understanding yeah. and try, you know, and help us um, care for these animals temporarily until mm-hmm. we find them a forever home. Okay. People can become our fosters or volunteer with us. For example, every month we hold two volunteer events where we take people to um, a government shelter in Raifang. Okay. Uh, Raifang So Long So. Okay. Okay. So, and then we take our volunteers there and then we take all the shelter animals out for a walk. And if they need to be bathed, our volunteers do that. Okay. Yeah. And we, you know, we try to socialize them, we play with them, and we give them some time to enjoy the sunshine or else you know apart from our volunteers the other times usually the shelter doesn't have any other volunteers that go up there because Raifang is pretty it's more far away okay it's it's harder for people to get to so do they have to drive do they bring themselves or do you guys organize to bring everybody up our volunteers can meet at the Raifang train station okay yeah and then um, we were organized for example um carpooling or taxi rides where they can share um, you know the taxi ride together and then go up to the shelter but otherwise yeah we would meet at the shelter and then spend the whole day um, helping the animals taking them them out for walks and then feeding them you know giving them treats playing with them yeah Yeah, because we go twice a month and we wish to increase the the times we go up but really we need more volunteers in order for us to do that. So apart from the two times that we go up, um, the rest of the time, the shelter doesn't have any other volunteers at all, which means the animals inside the shelter only get to come out twice a month. Okay. So the other times, they're basically locked in their kennels. Okay. Yeah. So they, but they get walked and stuff. No, they don't. Oh, they don't. They don't. Really? Yeah. The the shelter staff are only responsible for cleaning and feeding. Okay. And there is um, a vet on site 
you know, who deals with, um, you know, injuries and yeah. all that. But in terms of walking, socializing, it really depends on how many volunteers they get. So how can someone become a volunteer or become a foster parent? If you want to volunteer, you know, with the SPCA, you can go on our website, www.spca.org.tw. Okay. And you can fill out a um, application form Mm -hmm. and then our staff will be in touch with you. For the shelter volunteering, you can also directly contact um, the shelter and say, you know, I want to volunteer. Yeah. And um, these are the days I'm available. Exactly. And then they will be in touch with you. Okay. Yeah. Is there volunteering that can happen in Taipei City that people can do? Yeah. There's a government shelter in Taipei City in Neihu. Oh, okay. Yeah. So are those dogs also kept in the cage all day? Yeah, basically. Yeah. All all the shelters operate like this. You know, they depend on volunteers to help walk the dogs. Okay. So you hear that, people. If you want to help innocent little dogs in shelters and go volunteer and bring them for a walk and I think that would make them really happy oh yeah for sure is there anything else that you'd like to say any any other place that people can go if they want to support you guys I just hope that people can help to spread awareness a lot of times we post things on our Facebook or on our website um, a lot of issues that we're dealing with and you know sometimes we need the public support behind yeah. it for example petitions or you know we're looking for a new adopter for a new animal that we rescued yeah. um, you know even though you may perhaps you can't help yourself maybe just by sharing or spreading the word to your friends and family or just even friends on Facebook you yeah. know it just helps to spread the message and actually that helps us a lot I hope people can go on our Facebook page we which have, is what which is if you just um, search Taiwan SPCA okay it should come up we also have a Instagram account okay. <laughs> which is also what uh, TWSPCA so okay. if you just do a search it should come up we have a YouTube channel uh, if you just search SPCA Taiwan or Taiwan SPCA it should also come up so yeah if people can help share our social media pages the more fans we have the better we can spread what we're trying to accomplish uh, exactly <laughs> And I assume, although you haven't mentioned it because you're very polite, but I'm, I assume that people can make donations, right? Yeah, so okay. we have a donation page on our website as well. Okay. And and you're right, we rely on public donations to maintain all of the work that we're doing. We don't receive government funding to help us operate on a daily basis. Sometimes we do apply for government um, subsidies for a specific project, but usually the money is not a lot, and we have to spend that money specifically for the project. But for all our other work that we're doing, we rely on the public to help us with that. Thank you, Connie, so much for this amazing interview. It was so great to meet you. Thank you for having me, really. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Taiwan Talk. And a big thank you to Connie Chang for joining me this week. Remember, if you have a passion for animals and want to help support the SPCA, visit www.spca.org.tw, where you can discover more about donations and volunteer opportunities. Remember to take care of yourselves. That's all for this week. I'm Sheree Felice.